This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The progressive Jewish movement in South Africa dates back to the early 1930s. After a cautious start, the movement grew rapidly. At its height, an estimated 15% of South African Jews were members. Despite this, very little has been written about its history. Now, however, that deficiency has been rectified by an impressive new book by acclaimed journalist and author Owen Manoy. The book is entitled Mavericks Inside the Tent, A History of Progressive Judaism in South Africa. Owen joins me now to tell me more. Owen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sharice, for inviting me. Why has it taken so long for this kind of history to be written? The South African Jewish history has covered almost all bases. It's a very thoroughly researched area, but uh, I guess the progressive movements are, are somewhat marginalized. Most people don't think about them most of the time, and that includes academics. To what extent have you, do you feel you have now dealt with that misrepresentation? What I've managed to demonstrate is that the general history of South African Jewry can't really be understood without understanding a small movement that was nonetheless uh, significant in a whole lot of areas. For one thing, it was a constant thorn in the side of the Orthodox rabbinate. For another, uh, it pioneered in a number of areas. For example, the first bat mitzvahs. Um, the first Jewish um, outreach programs into the African townships, for example, in the middle of the Second World War, the progressive movement to start a primary school in Alexandra Township, which exists to this day and has been very, very important in producing some of the leading South Africans, black South Africans. Um, they have pioneered in other areas like uh, interfaith uh, dialogue with other religions. They did that first. Um, and areas that uh, the Orthodox can't get into, like um, gender, LGBTQ rights, um, and also such areas as the first Jews of color, as they're described, uh, went into the uh, progressive movement first, those kinds of areas. Maybe we can focus on that now in terms of conversions to Judaism. To what extent is that happening in the progressive movement and uh, has that helped to revitalize the community? Well, the um, Kaplan Center survey of last year indicated that the number of conversions in the orthodox and uh, progressive movements were r- roughly equal. Given that the progressive movement is much smaller, that would suggest the conversion rate is much higher. The most interesting phenomenon happening at the moment would be Africans who are interested in converting to Judaism. Um, Very often, for, for different reasons, some are very, very deeply religious Christians who come to doubt their own religion and to consider Judaism to be a more authentic uh, version of their religion. There are a great many Africans who discover that they have Jewish ancestry. Uh, The amount of uh, Jewish intermarriage in the 19th century in small towns with uh, local Africans seems to be is an under-researched area, and a lot of these people have Jewish ancestry, and they want to reclaim that ancestry. Um, and people who were adopted grew up in Jewish households. 
African children. And all those people have made quite a significant difference to the community. And they've also forced the community to confront its own attitudes to race. In other words, when this started happening, which is about 20-odd years ago, these people felt very, very uncomfortable in the Jewish environment because they were, if not outwardly treated badly, there was a sort of level of subtle racism. Uh, they weren't treated as quite the same thing. And over the years, the community has been forced to acknowledge its own apartheid legacy, racism, and to be much more accommodating towards such people. And and, and that has been an important uh, uh, growing thing in, in the community, I think. So maybe let's look then at the uh, kind of the rise, maybe fall and possibly rise again of the progressive movement, because at, at some point it had 15% of the community were progressive. Can you just maybe just follow that graph for me? Okay. The movement starts in 1929, but actually only becomes significant in 1933 when a very charismatic rabbi by the name of Moses Weiler, who's almost ignored in Jewish history of South Africa, but is an extraordinary figure, arrives in the country, he's 26 years old, and pretty much creates a movement on his own and in his own image. He realizes very quickly that the kind of reform that is practiced in America is just not going to cut it in South Africa. And so he concocts his own version, which comes to be known as Weilerism, which is very much more conservative. So, for example, it does not abandon Yonakas uh, and Talesim and Hebrew and so on. And is probably much closer to American conservatism than it is to American reform. And he manages over the next 25 years to grow this into a movement that stretches from Cape Town to what was then Salisbury, today Harare, with about 25 congregations, are, are growing very rapidly. What stultifies them in the end is that Weiner himself leaves on Aliyah and leaves a huge hole because he's failed to find a successor. And B, after the uprisings of June 1976, that's the moment when the Jewish community at large starts to implode as a result of massive emigration, 33,000, I think it was, over the next 20 years. The progressive movement is harder hit than anyone else, maybe because they're um, more politically aware, more interested in political things. I don't know the reasons, but much, much more severely hit than the orthodox and lose their entire leadership and um, there are all sorts of internal battles and they shrink a great deal. But what happens is that um, around about 20 years ago, there's something of a revival because a new generation of rabbis, some of them South African born, take, uh, come into play and, uh, and, enti- and introduce entirely new sets of rituals based on the latest Israeli and American models in which the movement becomes much more traditional, uh, in its practices. For example, the practice is what's known as eco-kashrut, which is essentially veganism as kashrut and uh, uh, re-adopts a whole lot of traditions that were abandoned before. Uh, 
And yet analyze this greater traditionalism with also greater radicalism, for example, female rabbis, greater gender equality, embrace of gay rights and so on. But the movement is, is growing, and in Cape Town, uh, it's now 25%. Uh, and in other smaller areas, Durban, Port Elizabeth, East London, it's uh, between 30 and 50% of the, of the local populations. It's really only Joburg that it remains relatively small. I've heard people speak of Rabbi Weil in such amazing terms, and he sounds like an incredible person. And I just wondered if you knew him and met him and your experience of him? No, no, no. I mean, I, I, firstly, I, I wasn't a member of the progressive movement at all. Uh, and secondly, and uh, secondly, he left South Africa in 1957 when I was three years old. Um, but uh, absolutely, the uh, uh, all the people I've I've spoken to have uh, referred to him with enormous awe. His his life ended in tragedy, though. Um, when he went to Israel with his very large family, um, and um, First, one son uh, was killed in action during the 67 war. And then, although in Israel in those days, if you had one son die in battle, you you were exempted from sending the other sons into frontline positions. The, the family insisted on sending their sons into frontline positions. And in the next war, another son died in battle. Under identical circumstances, they were both tank commanders. One died in the far south, one died in the far north. I think that sort of broke him a great deal. Uh, certainly broke his his wife. Although he became something of a poster boy for the uh, Israeli government, he was taken along with Begin when they went to visit Sadat for the peace talks. He was never quite the same in Israel as he had been in South Africa. Wow, that is a tragic story. And I'm sure there are lots of stories in your book that you uncover that people don't know or don't know about. Are there any other stories that you'd like to mention or any other figures that you'd like to mention? Well, there there are great many interesting figures. For example, the actual founder of the movement was a man by the name of Avram V. Idelson, who, amongst other things, wrote Havanagila. And uh, I've done several talks at Limud and other places on the fascinating history of um, Avram Idelson. His, his family, many of them still live in South Africa. Uh, there was a rabbi by the name of Andre Unger who was uh, the only rabbi to be deported from South Africa by, for speaking out against apartheid. There was another rabbi called Lampert. Uh, he used to join the students at Wits University in the demonstrations and he was raided by the security police and then uh, framed with a uh, hit-and-run accident in an attempt to um, silence him. But the police made the mistake of framing him with a hit-and-run accident that in Johannesburg that happened while he was in Port Elizabeth, so he got off. Um there was Rabbi Adi Asabi who uh, invited Nelson Mandela to speak from the Bima not long after he was released from Robben Island, which caused a rumpus in the Jewish community. It was an absolute scandal at the time. 
which uh, reminds us that although the Jewish community came around to being very enthusiastic about Nelson Mandela, that's by no means the way it started. It took a while for the Jewish community to be to stop calling him a terrorist. Yeah, a few other stories like that. So we're not going to uh, divulge any more stories because we want people to buy the book. Uh, Owen, where is the book available and how does one get it? The best is to go to our website, which is www.progressivejews.co.za, www.progressivejews.co.za, which gives uh, links to buy the book. It can be bought in either digital form, 300 rand, or printed form, 350 rand. And there's an exhibition that goes along with it? Yes, yes. We are doing a very big exhibition at the Jewish Museum in Cape Town. It was, in fact, supposed to open in March, but uh, you know why that wasn't possible. It's now going to happen in the December holidays. And uh, once it's finished in Cape Town, it will come up to Johannesburg. And that's called Groundbreakers. Uh, a look at the uh, progressive movement over the years, including some documentary film footage and the like. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for um, sharing the insights into your book and an important part of our history. Thanks very much for inviting me, Cherise. That was Owen Manuim, who has just written a book entitled Mavericks Inside the Tent, A History of Progressive Judaism in South Africa.